Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the SportKite podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of SportKite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. This podcast is a part of the website, SportKite.org, and it's a growing resource for SportKite flyers and enthusiasts. It is all volunteer-run and updated. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com SportKite. You can also find us on Facebook, and we'd love to hear what you think, whether you agree or disagree with what we're saying, or maybe you want to add something. We'd love to have your feedback and your questions, and you can send that to info at sportkite.org. In this episode, I'm going to answer five of some of the most frequently asked questions for beginners in sport kite flying. So this episode is a beginner's episode. We have a whole bunch of questions lined up for intermediate and advanced uh, sport kite flyers. And we're going to answer those when we have the group back together. So stay tuned for that. And uh, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so uh, I am oftentimes in all of the various Facebook groups of sport kite flying. And I'm also on Reddit and all the subreddits for all the various questions and conversations. I've read a lot of the old forums that used to be around, uh, have some of the old kite magazines. And I also get quite a few questions sent into the sport kite uh, website and also to the Facebook page. And I kind of wanted to answer a handful of those in this podcast. So this episode is for the beginners as well. Uh, we have a whole bunch more intermediate and advanced questions that we'll be answering later, but I kind of wanted to focus on the beginners with this sport kite podcast and kind of give you a little bit of insight and maybe some tools to work with so you can elevate your flying. So if you are a beginner, this episode is for you. If you are not a beginner, this is a great episode to recommend to someone who might be getting into sport kite flying or has just bought their first sport kite. So yeah. All right. So I would say that the number one question that I see most often is what do I do if my lines are crossed or what do I do if my lines are twisted? And the initial response is nothing. Uh, cross lines are not a problem. That means simply that you've done one full loop. You've done a full 360 with your kite uh, in the sky. Now I have to be a little bit careful saying a 360 because a 360 is actually a type of trick uh, when you get into more elevated uh, types of sport kite trick flying. Uh, Mainly what we're talking about here is what most experienced sport kite flyers would describe as a loop. But for the uninitiated, they might call it a 360. It's where the kite goes in a full circle uh, while it's flying through the sky. And this will cause your lines to get crossed. That's not a problem. Most kite line can withstand several wraps without creating too much friction and creating a breaking point. And also, depending on what kind of line it is, it'll kind of, it'll give you how many wraps it can do. And you'll start feeling where you really have to wrench on it and you get resistance uh, 
that's too many wraps in your line or that's too many twists in your line and too many times has been crossed over. So you're going to have to go back the other way. But ultimately, you can fly with twisted lines or cross lines. It's not a problem to get it back. You just go the other way. And if it starts getting more difficult to move it, you're going the wrong way. You just kind of go the other way until it loosens up and you get back to flying normal. All right. So question number two, it's kind of a two-part question. Uh, the first part is, I broke a rod. What do I do? Can I just duct tape it? And uh, <laughs> the simple answer is no. Uh, most rods that you find or spars that you find in sport kites are either fiberglass or carbon fiber. And when these break, they splinter. Um, it's not very often that you see crushing of these spars. You actually see like splintering and fracturing. And that presents all sorts of problems. Yes, duct tape can hold it for a short amount of time, but those those splinters and those cracks are gonna propagate across the whole length of the spar. And so you ultimately you need to replace it. Uh, one of the dangers of having uh, a broken spar and continuing to fly with it is that you can either have some of those pieces crack off and break into the sail and create micro punctures throughout your sail or through your leading edge. Or even worse, you have one of those splinters breaks off and uh, goes into your skin. It's very, very fine. It's glass or it's a little bit of carbon fiber. And those are rather painful. They're tiny little splinters. You might not even be able to see it. Um, so take note when handling broken spars. Uh, if at all possible, you don't want to run your fingers or your hand up and down a broken spar. You're more likely to get some splinters. So the second part of this question is kind of a variation on the broken rod. And it's, I broke a line. Can I just tie it together where it broke? Yeah, no. And part of the... I, ultimately, you probably could, and you could fly for a little bit without too much issue, but uh, one of the big problems is that as soon as you've broken a line and you've tied a line, you've now effectively made that line shorter than the other line. And this is dual line, quad line, all of that. Um, you've now shortened one side, and you're going to have to overcompensate on the other side or retie the other side in order to make it work. Um, usually if you've also snapped a line, you've created a friction point or a melting point somewhere along the line that caused it to snap. And that's not usually a very site specific thing. It's just, it snapped where it was the weakest. So you probably have other friction points or melted points up and down the line in that area. So that snap is a good indicator of the line is toast. It's done. Um, we can get into more of those specifics later, or you can go back and listen to, I believe it was the previous episode where I talked about lines, the different types of lines, melting points, stretch, stuff like that. So question number three is, I tried flying my kite, but it keeps spinning to one side and falling out of the sky. All right, so the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna put the kite down on the ground we're not going to try and reef it or slam it or do anything crazy. We're just going to put it down on the ground. And we're going to stretch our lines out. 
we want to first check and see if our lines are equal, if they're the same length. If they're not, then chances are the shorter line is your culprit. It's the one that's pulling the kite to the side and it keeps spinning. And your longer line, you're having to overcompensate and you might not be overcompensating enough for that, that shortened line, that input. The second thing we're gonna check is the kite itself. Is something not put together right? Is the bridle uh, all snagged up on the frame or on something else? Is the frame actually snug on the kite? So sometimes if a, like a, on a dual line kite, if a lower spreader pops out, it can cause the sail to flag and it'll spin to that side and it'll drop out of the sky. And after that, the last thing we're gonna check is make sure the lines aren't wrapped around the wingtips, everything is free and clear. And then we're gonna walk everything back out, make sure it's all good to go, everything looks as it should be, and then fly again. Usually if you do all of that, uh, it solves the problem. If it still keeps happening, there's probably something wrong with the kite uh, and we can get into that in one of the later episodes because there's a lot of nuances that, that come with that. All right, so number four, and this is somewhat kind of like number three, but number four is a little bit different. And in a way it's very specific to flying uh, foil stunt kites. So be that dual line or quad line foil kites. And a lot of times I hear, hey, I was flying my kite, but the wingtip just keeps folding in and collapsing and then the kite falls out of the sky. What's going on? All right, so the very first thing that you're going to do is you're gonna put that thing down and you're going to just take a deep breath and you're gonna look around you and you're gonna assess your conditions. The number one culprit here typically is that you are flying on the very edge of the wind window and you're getting a little bit of side buffeting or weird wind that's coming in or you're just flying in a location that is causing a lot of swirly uh, crosswinds. When you have that and you're not compensating for it either by using your feet to gain ground or give ground or to change your relative position uh, on your flying field. When, when, you're, doing the, when you're not doing that, uh, it causes that wingtip to lose pressure. And so naturally the kite wants to turn towards that, but it doesn't have the momentum necessarily to turn towards that because it's on the very edge of the wind window. So you lose your momentum, you lose your angle of attack, and now the wingtip falls in and it may try to spin that way, but then it just kind of collapses on itself and it falls out of the sky. So yeah, your number one culprit is you are probably flying it at the very edge of where it should be flown and you have some funky winds. So try turning it back downwind of you, directly downwind of you into your power zone, flying in that main beefy downwind area uh, or if it's flagging on the right-hand side, take some big steps over to the right-hand side while pulling on the left. See if that gives you enough uh, pressure back into the sail by changing the angle of attack 
and changing your proximity and your location to the kite, all that stuff. So the second thing that we're going to check, and it's kind of like uh, with the one before this that the kite kept spinning to the side, is we're going to put the kite down and we're going to check the lines. We're going to make sure that the lines are all nice and clear and that also when we get up to the kite, we're going to check the bridle. Uh, foil kites have a lot more complicated bridle or they at least have more bridle legs than a dual line kite or a quad line kite does. So sometimes what'll happen is if you uh, put the kite away and like maybe you just jammed it into a bag and then you pulled it back out and you tied on your flying lines, you got really excited and you're like, yay, I'm going to fly. You might have passed the bridle through itself. And so you created kind of a shortening of the bridle on that one side. So make sure that everything is nice and even and clear and free. All right, and the final thing here, and I hate to say it this way, but uh, the final uh, kind of culprit for a wing tip folding in on a foil kite is the kite itself. Uh, there are some very wonderful, good quality dual and quad line foils out there like the Prism Synapse, uh, HQ makes a handful, um, there's, there's a handful of those. And then there are those that are really bad, cheap knockoffs and they are readily available on websites like AliExpress and Amazon and they seem like really good screaming deals and uh, well they are really good screaming deals because well they are copies of proven designs without the expertise of flight and design and everything else in uh, kind of in that mix and so uh, they are not tested they're not proven um, you know it's kind of like asking not even an art student, but it's kind of like asking uh, a chef to recreate the Mona Lisa in in oil paint. Um, might be able to get a fair proximity or approximate uh, painting, but it's not the real thing. It doesn't have the expertise. It doesn't have the technique. It doesn't have everything else that comes uh, with those proven designs. And those proven designs come with years and years and years and years of flying and, and knowledge and all that. And so that's part of the reason why the price increase on them. Anyways, so uh, yeah, sorry to say that it might be the kite. All right, so the final uh, question that I'm gonna tackle today is uh, another one that I see quite frequently and that's where do I attach a tail? And honestly, you can attach it wherever the hell you want, but the best is to attach it off the spine of a dual line kite or off of the, the downward spreaders um, on a quad line kite, depending on which quad line you're flying. Um, so, or you could attach it off the wing tips of a dual line kite. Uh, ultimately, it doesn't matter. There are some kites that have a, a loop or an attachment point built in. If they don't, you can either uh, kind of just tie the, the end of the tail around one of the spars. That'll work just fine. Or uh, the best solution I've seen is you actually get a little piece of, of line 
and you tie a loop around the the spar or the like the spine of the kite and then you attach the line to that line so it just kind of gives you a little bit extra uh, space and it's easy to attach it's easy to take off so all right so yeah this was another episode for the beginners and uh, hopefully here really soon I'll have all the guys off the kite fields and we will be getting to this stack of other questions we have so uh, stay tuned for that if you have a question we'd love to hear it you can send it to info at sportkite.org or you can reach out to us on Facebook or however you feel <laughs> you would like to reach us we love hearing from you and yeah so with that i'm gonna go ahead and close out this episode and i want to give a huge shout out to all of our supporters uh, that have been going to buymeacoffee.com sportkite and showing their patronage uh, every little bit really does help and it's keeping this podcast going forward so thank you thank you thank you all right guys i am out of here and uh it's time to go fly so happy flying <laughs>